I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast, where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. And running sound today is uh, Tom, and uh, Joe's wandering around here somewhere. <laughs> we are on location today. Field trip to one of the founding fathers of San Diego Brewing, Coronado Brewing Company. Uh, listeners, thank you for sharing our podcast with your beer-drinking friends. They can find us on Apple Music, Spotify, Facebook, Podbean. You can follow us on Instagram at I Like Beer, the podcast. Uh, follow me on Twitter. I like beer, the Poe one. And I like beer, the Ta one. Today we are joined, or rather we're hosted by Rick Chapman, owner, co-founder of Coronado Brewing Company, and Mark Tyson, head brewer. Thank you for having us, guys. Hey, Thanks welcome. for coming down. Yeah. Yeah, we're excited. This welcome. is a big day for us. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And of course, we always like to hear the stories behind uh, breweries and, and get to know you, what you're doing, what you love about it. Uh, we've been big fans of Coronado Brewing. Uh, we made a few trips yeah, ourselves with our families, right? In fact, my wife and I were here early October, and she said, I better come home with Buried at Sea, or <laughs> maybe think about not coming home at all. <laughs> she really enjoyed that one. So we, we've got some questions. We want to hear the story about Coronado Brewing. Sure. So uh, can you tell us a little bit about your origin story? How'd yeah, this happen? So Rick Chapman, I'm a co-founder with my brother, Ron Chapman, Coronado Brewing. Uh, we both grew up in Coronado, California. Uh, back in the you know, early days, my family moved here from uh, Italy. So early 1900s, they moved here to work on the World Fair. So they're tradespeople. Wow. And uh, so they settled in Coronado and uh, my brother and I grew up over there. And back in the you know, late 80s, early 90s, we had the idea to, hey, maybe we should do a brewery in, in Coronado. So, uh, you know, as the brewing community developed in San Diego, we kind of kept our eyes on it. I was, I owned a coffee shop over in Coronado. My brother was in sports marketing. <clears throat> so we just kept, kind of kept an eye on it. And then uh, finally we found a building where uh, we decided to put our brew pub where it is today. Uh, is that the Orange that's Avenue? The original yeah. site, yeah. Yeah, that's 170 cool. Orange Avenue. We opened that in 1996. Yeah, so right, right in the very beginning right of things. Thick. Yeah, my brother and I grew up 100 yards away from there. That's so awesome. Our, our homestead is right there <laughs> That's very on cool. the island, yeah. And so it didn't sound like either of you had brewing experience or Neither running a brewery experience. No, so. we, we just loved beer. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, wait, wait, we get that. Yeah. That's why we have a yeah. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what were some of those early obstacles? Because I'm going to guess you had a, had a few. Uh, yeah, I mean, first of all, we're having to raise the capital to do it. So we raised about a million dollars. Um, we should get, do that. Put, yes, we should. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put that on Join the list, Join the crowd. Yeah. There's <laughs> 7,500 plus <laughs> here in uh, the U.S. Uh, yeah, so obstacles were, yeah, just, you know, nobody, there were only a half a dozen breweries in San Diego at the time. Um, you know, Stone opened about three weeks before we did. So they were one of the, the bigger ones. Carl Strauss was here. Right. Um, yeah, so it was uh, putting together the business plan and um, yeah, raising the capital. So we went to family friends first, and mm -hmm. um, from there, some of their friends invested. And, and you certainly have some of the most iconic uh, branding in, in brewing. So how did did that come right from the very beginning, or is that something that was built into it? The mermaid, the yeah, the, the hotel mermaid's bell? always been part of us. Um, you know, we grew up on the ocean. 
Um, I'm a surfer, sailor, um, fisherman, uh, my brother as well. So, yeah, you know, there's mermaids out there in the ocean. <laughs> At least when we drink enough if beer, you have enough beer, beer exactly. tequila, yes, we, yes, we yes. saw them. We have covered that topic before yes, because yeah. our missing uh, member, uh, the doctor, is a marine biologist. So yeah. he has covered and confirmed that. Yeah, yeah so that's, a, you know, that the mermaid was always kind of the, the center of our brand. And, um, you know, everything else about Coronado and the lifestyle around San Diego kind of fit into it as well. Yeah, I think that such a huge part of the, the brewing community is that sort of ocean life. Like, I mean, there's probably 50% of the brewers in San Diego live in OB. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so it's just kind of part of it. And I mean, look at how many of the breweries are, you know, somehow themed right. with, you know, around, the, right. around yeah. the coast. Yeah. Yeah. And we just met with uh, our new, one of our new best friends from yeah. Uh, France. Oh, yeah. And we were asking him, you know, because they were talking about the craft brew scene. And he said, in, in Europe, they know San Diego yeah. as oh, the yes. brewing capital. Yeah. That's yeah. so even, you know, across the, the, the pond. Oh, yes. That the whole, the San Diego, West Coast IPA is a big yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Mark, how, how uh, did you get your start in brewing? Uh, mine's kind of a convoluted, you know, long, long trip to, to brewing. Uh, I have a, a degree in city planning from Cal Poly. Okay. Um, I think when I was younger, I really wanted to be an architect, and uh, I really hated math. So, <laughs> yeah. um, I've always wanted to tell people I'm an architect. Yeah. <laughs> George Costanza. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I went to school, and I thought maybe I'll go into city planning and, and do something more like urban design, so I won't, you know, be the architect. I, I won't have to, you know, all the know all the. Uh, all the all the math behind it but I can still you know have sort of a, a design background and have that you know that sort of impact that artistic impact on the on the community and um, what I kind of learned while I was there is you don't really get to do that in city planning in the US and you see it more now but uh, urban design is definitely more of like a South American European sort of mentality where they're designing public spaces and you know the flow between the the traffic and the I am the, shocked to find out that San Diego does not have the same <laughs> emphasis on city planning and flow of traffic right. as, as the rest yeah. of the world. I mean, but you're starting to see it, like the the redevelopment they did in Balboa Park, where they pulled out all the parking and made that right, big like right. public space. They did the same thing in Little yeah. Italy recently, trying to make things more walkable. That yeah, person. exactly. Yeah. And um, but at, you know, when I was getting out of school, it was like I could go work either for the city, and I was just like developing policy or I could go work for a developer and then you're, you know, pretty limited to building suburban housing right. or, or whatever else. Um, so I got a little jaded. I found trouble getting a job in the industry after I graduated. Um, so I started kind of reconsidering what I wanted to do while I was there. I would always go to this beer bar called spikes and they had, you know, I think they had like 200 beers there or something. And it was, like the only craft beer bar in San Luis Obispo. Um, right. And I remember having a, a, a delirium. That was like the, the first beer that really kind of turned me on to yeah. craft, you know, outside of um, Sierra Nevada. Right, 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 right. I think every, <laughs> yeah. Tom, Tom's a Chico boy. I mean, 
given the fact that I was like dead center California. Yeah, right. I think all the Northern California kids on your 16th birthday, you get issued a Sierra Nevada some, Pale Ale. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and some never grow out of that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking right oh, at you, Tom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's still one of my favorite beers. It's, it's sort of the benchmark for, yeah. for what the, the style is. Um, but so I, you know, I started to develop this love for craft beer, started home brewing, um, started considering what my options could be in that field. I went around trying to just volunteer my time at, at breweries uh, in San Diego and just found a, a hard time given, you know, the competitive level of the industry and everything. The guys that were, were getting jobs were, you know, either, you know, somehow connected with other people or, you know, had degrees from Davis or something. Um, so it wasn't as easy to get in as, as I figured. So I decided I'd maybe go to back to school for it and try to do the program at Davis or something. And I was going to uh, community college, working retail, taking all the classes that I needed to take in order to get in to the program. Uh, during that time, my dad, he's an uh, electronic engineer, electrical engineer. And he was working, uh, he works on different projects all over the world. He does a lot of stuff on ships. So uh, when you're on the ocean, if something breaks or whatever, you got to have the guys that can fix the stuff on yes. the boat. Yeah, sure. Um, so he would be gone for months at a time out on these boats. And he was working on a project uh, like in the Mediterranean Sea. And, uh, you know, when you're stuck on a boat with, with a bunch of people over a long period of time, you got nothing better to do than get to know them. So he ends up, uh, you know, talking to this guy and, uh, you know, you start to like ask, you know, questions about things. And, you know, he's like, so how's your family? How's Mark doing? And, and, uh, and my dad's like, well, you know, he's struggling. He's trying to get into to brewing. He doesn't really know how to do it. And so uh, this guy's name is Chris Jurgens. sends off an email from, you know, the middle of the Mediterranean Sea. <laughs> And he comes back and he says, tell Mark to be at this place on Monday morning at 7 a.m. You know? <laughs> That's awesome. And so uh, it was uh, Mission Brewery back nice. when they were down in Chula Vista. Right. Uh, and he, he was, this guy Chris was good friends with John Egan, who was a head brewer there for a long time. He came from Stone. Um, and so I showed up and the rest is history. I started volunteering my time and, and uh, worked my way up. I left there as lead brewer and came over here, and uh, now I'm the head brewer here. Very cool. That's a great story. Uh, yeah. yeah. Can you so. tell us a little bit about the beer we're enjoying right now? Sure. Yeah. So this is Early Bird. This is a, a annual release we do. It's a collaboration with um, Bird Rock Roasters, which is just down the street. Yes. You can probably smell the coffee if you walk outside right now. Um, so uh, originally it was a, a milk stout with with coffee, and it was. That was it. This year we tried to change it up a little bit. They have a drink, and I can't remember the name of it, but it's a drink with coffee, honey, and cinnamon. So we tried to sort of recreate that. We used a blend that they are now, it's their uh, cold brew roast that they mm -hmm. do, um, that they're doing, they won't sell it to anybody else but us, so it's exclusive wow, it's to our beer now, um, you know, outside of their own establishments, of course. Uh, so yeah, we, we uh, take whole bean coffee, we make a milk stout base, Take whole bean coffee, sit it, let it sit on the beer for 48 hours. Then we add cinnamon and and we package it. Yeah, it's like it had a really good coffee milk stout, and someone just swirled in a little bit of cinnamon yeah. roll in. It's yeah, a, it's a great <laughs> breakfast beer. Yeah, as, uh, yeah. And I was saying I, for me, like I said, I'm not a big coffee guy, but it's I don't find the, the coffee. It kind of it, it complements it yeah. as opposed to overwhelms it. 
Yeah, it's kind of, I feel like, you know, ever since the uh, dawn of LaCroix, um, uh, subtlety has kind of gone the way of the buffalo, but <laughs> it's still what I, what I try to strive for is you, I want you to still taste the beer and, and some, taste a, the a base beer. Yeah. And then, you know, kind of as you're drinking it, as it warms up, you start to notice some of the more complexity and the right. subtleties of it. Yeah. I think you'll find that with all of Mark's and his team's beers, you know, we always have strive for balance here yeah. in, in the beers we drink. That's, we like people to enjoy them and yeah. that's what I make, I think drinkable, gets, make drinkable beers and gets used too much yeah. balance, but you can really taste it in there where you can't hit all the other, the, the different tastes in there, the different yeah. complexities. And they work so, together. Yeah, as opposed to being overwhelming. <laughs> it's a, it's like a nice beer, like if you're you know, drinking beer throughout the day or night yeah. and you you want to try something a little different, like I like ending up the night with a with the early bird or yeah. um, a nice stout just because it kind of mellows things out and it's a lot different than your IPAs right. and your blondes. And yeah, and, and for a stout, it's not super heavy. No. Or, you know, it's still pretty easy drinking. It's yeah. you know, what, 5%. Finish. Yeah. Um, so it's 5.5 percent you know, yeah, so alcohol, still on the lighter yeah. side. So, so for you, in terms of you talked about Sierra Nevada, but what are some of your other influencers, or what are some some influences on your brewing and your in the beer style? Uh, I produce? mean, Pizza Port has always been a huge one yeah. for me. That was kind of the the IPA mecca for San Diego. Right. For, I mean, they still are, but um, you know, that's every chance I get. If I'm ever in the Del Mar area, I got to go to Pizza Port, Solana Beach, and. Yeah. Um, they make phenomenal beers. Yeah. Out there. Yeah. We're doing a yeah. collaboration with those guys next year. So I think yeah, our, yeah. our release is uh, yeah. late January on that. And they're going to do a release in, uh, in May mm -hmm. as well. So, yeah. and then, you know, outside of that, uh, I, you know, for a long time, I was just blown away by, uh, you know, wild beer. So Anchorage brewing and uh, Jolly pumpkin, like that, those guys can just, they can make some incredible, you know, <laughs> sours or funky beers. Yeah. And, I mean, talk about complexity. Those guys have nailed it. So, right, Very cool. So for you guys at Coronado Brewing, what are some of, like, and again, this is for people maybe not from San Diego, what are some of your guys' best sellers or some of your core beers? Uh, well, I think Orange Avenue has always been, right? Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's the one we see everywhere. Yeah, I, I really a, like That's, that's the first beer I've number one, but Mark yeah. created a new IPA last year. It's uh, called the Weekend Vibes. Um, we have it here. We'll, okay. We can yeah, try that one next. Or, so that, sure. That right. one's uh, equaling the Orange Avenue wit really? and distribution. Great. And yeah, it's, yeah, so it's that, a beast. It's, 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 it's cranking for sure. So it's on he, the, on the other it. end of the spectrum from the Orange Avenue wit, which is you know, a light, light and or, subtle, yeah, refre refreshing. Yeah. And, then, of, and then you went big with the, with the weekend vibes. Huh? Yeah. So, I mean, Orange Avenue is kind of that, that gateway beer for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, you know, as you, as you make the transition, I don't think most people go from drinking, you know, wine or spirits and then they have a, an IPA right. and then it's like, okay, yeah, yeah. you know, so, or even going from your domestic. Yeah, drinking to, Coors you know, or Bud Light to taking IPA right. is a huge so, jump. Yeah, I think uh, Orange Avenue is that really good uh, introduction where it's, you understand like, well, you know, beers can taste like, you know, something else. Like, yeah. um, and then you, as you get used to that flavor, then you slowly work your way up to things like right. weekend vibes, which right. is yeah. And we've always had you know a, quite a few IPAs in our portfolio. You know, the Islander was equal to Orange Avenue Wit almost in distribution, and then, but you know, people's people's uh, interests change. You know, everyone everybody's moving around trying different beers. So there's not a lot of brand loyalty in one beer now. So people, right. yeah. the, the consumer wants. <laughs> to try what's new. And so we, you know, 
year and a half ago, we said, okay, we need to get some new beers in our portfolio. So Mark and his team came together, developed this beer. It's phenomenal. That's yeah, this, this beer wasn't an accident by any means. It was definitely, we saw a hole in our portfolio and we mm -hmm. addressed it. Um, and it took, it must have been a year to, to get the recipe right. And it was just, you know, we'd, we'd uh, go to a meeting, everyone would drink it, and then we'd decide what we did or didn't <laughs> like about it, and we'd go back, and, you know, so it was test batch after test batch. Some of um, my kind of meetings, actually. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those are the kind of meetings I get to do. Let's not you need any help with the yeah. next yeah. experiment. Yeah, yeah, so. It smells delicious. Yeah. Yeah, so this yeah. one's kind of cool because, uh, I mean, one, it's, it's, you know, everybody's favorite hops, uh, Super Simcoe Mosaic. Uh, but on top of that, we're using these uh, steam distilled um, hop oils. So uh, they essentially distill the, the oil, the hop down to its essence. And we uh, use that as just a, a real booster to the aroma. It helps with um, shelf life. It, you'll kind of uh, maintain those aromas for longer. For longer, which is, okay which is great in an IPA. So no, no, it's very, pretty happy with it. Yeah, it's very yeah, tasty. Good. Yeah, it has that citrusy flavor, but it, it finishes really yeah, clean. Yeah, it's a super smooth finish. Because with the, yeah, how strong the smell is, which it does smell wonderful, but it's strong, it's yeah. aromatic, and then the burst of flavor, but it finishes nice and clean. Yeah, I don't find it overwhelmingly bitter at yeah, the end. That's what ends great. up with a lot of times sometimes where they That must be that hard finish. to get, because we've had lots of IPAs that don't finish that way. Yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, that was, I think, the biggest hurdle that we were trying to overcome yeah. was you know, we we, lo we love the West Coast IPAs, but sometimes they're just too much, too much. and they just sit on your palate. And um, I think that's kind of the trend in, in brewing right now, especially with, you know, hazies and everything, is, is that um, you can achieve those flavors and aromas without having to also have the super bitter. The super bitter finish, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's what turns some people off of, you know, like people initially when, they, like you said, try that first IPA and it's so bitter, they're like, yeah. I can't drink this, yeah. you know, yeah. so. Yeah, it's so balanced. Yeah. Um, I mean, you give some of this and they're, you can, you definitely are going to go, hey, this is something I might be into now, you know, and then that opens the door to, to checking out some other types of beers as well, yeah, which is exactly. kind of cool, so. Yeah, and this beer just won uh, bronze at um, Great American Beer oh, Fest. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah, congrats. Yeah. Fantastic. Very yeah. good. American IPA that's category, awesome. which is pretty huge. That's I was going to say, there's a lot of entries in that yeah, one. Yeah, that's 342. Yeah. 342. Yeah. Second largest. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah so. it, was, it was cool. And I've been skunked at every major uh, yeah. uh, beer competition since I started in this industry. So <laughs> I finally, I so finally, finally got a little taste of nice. Congratulations. Yeah. That's oh, very yeah. cool. Congrats. Yeah. yeah. Well-deserved. Like I said, it's, it's a great beer. Thanks. Thank <laughs> now you. this one, we're going to ask you not to be so humble. Yeah. Tell us a little, about, a little bit about what makes Coronado Brewing unique as a brewery and as a place to work and as a place to visit. Uh, I think uh, for me, what's what's unique as uh, as a as a place to work is the fact that you know it's two brothers that started it. They're still super involved. I see them every day. They come through, shake everyone's hand, say hi to everyone. It's it's still such a family business, uh, which is great. I, you know, considering the size of it, it could certainly be these guys sitting over in their office, and I never see them, and they're you know sending their emails or whatever. But surfing. Or, yeah, or <laughs> we still work at it. Yeah. But Gotta have fun. For me, it's it's just it was it's always like such a, a positive place to be, and and um, 
you know, you really feel like you're part of the family when you're here, which is great. That's very cool. That's yeah. good to hear. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you know, my brother and I, neither of us are brewers, so we rely on our team and we just, we support them with what they need. So we check in with all departments every yep. day to make sure everybody has what they need and just keep all the balls up in the air. And you can see it all the way down to the beer tenders and the wait staff when you're, when you're visiting the brew pub. When I was asking about which ones to taste, how excited they were about it, yeah. and then the, the, the waiter was saying, I haven't tried the one. I'm really excited to try that one. I haven't tried it yet. Yeah. I'm trying it afterward. <laughs> yeah. but, he, but he was really, he was apologetic. They couldn't give me notes on it, but yeah. he was excited. You tell he was really genuinely excited to be trying that beer afterward. <laughs> yeah, there's, I mean, we have like 30 beers on tap, so at our location, so it's, yeah. Sometimes I come in, I'm like, whoa, there's three new beers out there. I gotta try it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so with that in mind, and you're talking about that, so tell, tell us a little bit about maybe some of what are some of your favorite beers? Past then, or present. Past yeah. or present, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, some of the new releases, because I know you guys have a couple new releases okay. too as well. Yeah. Uh, I think my absolute favorite is uh, Never Better, which is our double IPA. It's part of the, the new series of beers that Weekend Vibes is in. Um, it's uh, just... I, I don't drink it very often because no. it's a double, it's a double IPA, IPA. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but every time I have it, it's yeah. like the beer that I save for when I really just That's want a cool. delicious beer. And, yeah. uh, it's got a Vic Secret and, and Citra, and so it's this, you know, that big Southern Hemisphere kind of really tropical mango and citrus, and it's, it's super good, and I love that beer. Uh, another one for me is, is uh, Coco Chaos, which was last year's uh, art series. Um, it was a IPA that I did with uh, coconut milk in it and actual shredded coconut. But so the coconut milk added this really nice, like creamy quality to it. And it was, it was super subtle. And I think because it was coconut milk and, and like raw shredded coconut, I kept hearing that it didn't taste like coconut. And I think <laughs> part of it is because, you know, when you taste coconut in beers now, it's yeah. that like toasted, like candy yeah, yeah, yeah. coconut, yeah, yes. which isn't really what coconut is. Yeah. Right. So I actually had to go to people and give them fresh coconut. And they're like, oh, that's what coconut tastes like. You know, so, well, in that case, yes. Yeah. So for me, it was cool. It just like, it, it didn't come across like coconut. It was like really tropical. It was just this like fun yeah. tropical IPA. Um, so I really like that beer a lot. Uh, as far as the new stuff we've got, we've got uh, in that same vein uh, right now. We've it's kind of, it's on its way out because uh, we're into mango sprinkles, which I'll talk about. But uh, Tiki Sunset, which was a kettle sour that we did, and I used the coconut milk. Yeah, I saw the can there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's coconut. It was I tried to uh, kind of mimic a, a chichi, a, you know, the tiki drink. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's coconut, macadamia, and uh, pineapple. Sounds delicious. And yeah, it's, yeah. it's I tried. I tried that. It, yeah, it is very yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. So that's very cool. And then mango sprinkles is the current. Uh, try some mango sprinkles. Art series release. Yeah, we should try some mango sprinkles. Yeah, for me, I mean, I love I love drinking beer, so I like. <laughs> I, I tend to go for the lighter beers. Yeah. And, you know, a couple of years ago we d developed the Seacoast Pilsner, which is a phenomenal um, traditional pilsner that our guys um, developed and great beer. But um, as of late, um, you know, blonde ales and golden ales have come, kind of come back, made a resurgence. Thank goodness, so, thank goodness. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I'm gonna talk about this, this other beer that we have is the Salty Crew. It's, a, it's our new beer with um, um, collaboration with the lifestyle brand, brand Salty Crew, which is their San Diego, they're right up the hill here. Right. Grew up here 
uh, right next to us, and we've become friends with those guys. So we we've launched the uh, Salty Crew uh, Blonde Ale with uh, with the Salty Crew team. I like that. It says a boat beer. It's a boat beer. It's yeah. a boat beer. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was important. We probably need down. more boat beers. Huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but let's go back to the mango sprinkles we're into here. Yeah. So this one's kind of so the art series. Uh, the sort of theory behind it is it's beers inspired by the photography that people submit via social media. So these are uh, people that follow our account and submit their photographs, and then we try to build a beer kind of around whatever the, the photograph oh, interesting. is. Interesting, that's cool. So yeah. the Tiki sunset was that great sunset photo right. of the surfer on the beach. Yeah. And so uh, the, the name came from, we actually had a beer brewed with Sabro hops. Uh, it was an IPA. And Sabro is being described as this like very pina colada hop. It's, it's kind of the hot new hop right now. Um, and so we brewed that beer originally, but we didn't, uh, we didn't recreate that. We wanted to kind of build a new beer around the, around this art series. We kept the name cause it just fits so well with that photo. Um, but we actually made a, you know, mimicked a tiki cocktail. So it just kind of fit perfectly right. with the whole vibe. And then, so this one, uh, you can see the surface yeah, all kind of look like little sprinkles yeah. on this. Yeah, I'll put it's a, a picture great, of that out on Instagram. So that's where the name came from for that one, yeah. Mango Sprinkles. But uh, so this beer is actually, it's uh, brewed with the Norwegian farmhouse yeast, the Kvake. Um, it's- Say that again? Kvake? Yeah. That's good. There we go. <laughs> Sound like a native. That's, that's what's giving it that, that little bit of a funk, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's super interesting. It's been around forever. It's, you know, it's kind of like their Belgian farmhouse yeast. It's just their natural fermentation. They have these really cool wood, they look like wreaths that they hang up in their breweries and the, the yeast is stored in there and they get the wild fermentation from it. <laughs> um, it's, it's gained a lot of um, attention recently because it doesn't need to be temperature controlled. We ferment this at 95 degrees, really? which is insanely high. Yeah. Normally you get really phenolic, really off flavors at that temperature. You, I've heard of people going above 100, just letting it go. Um, so you get so that kind of funky farmhousey, yeah. but it, it uh, in the process of uh, being fermented so warm, it has all of its natural esters that it releases, and it's like citrusy and and, yeah. and mango and all these other flavors. So we started kind of playing with that, you know, idea like, okay, so it gives off all these these natural flavors. Like, why don't we play into that? Add some mango in there. We use some hops that are citrusy and stone fruit and kind of other you know really fun fruit flavors and mm -hmm. just built the beer around yeah. that oh, that's very cool it's i'm saying it almost looks when just sitting in the cat it looks like a thing of orange juice almost I mean, yeah it's got like, like, a, color, like it looks like a juice or a smoothie yeah yeah, yeah. and this one it's it smells like you're like a, a citrusy mangoey ipa yeah. it finishes like that but up front it's got that that farmhouse yeah, funk yeah. in it it's very yeah. tasty so if you like that Blended you're gonna love the mango this. it's like yeah wow. definitely got the mango Pretty incredible yeah. Yeah, but I don't catch the mango till the end. Yeah, no, I said at the end. That's where yeah. I, yeah, when you after you sit, it sits on your tongue for a little mm -hmm. bit, it's like, oh, there's the mango. Good. <clears throat> so you mentioned a little bit about the uh, the art series, and one thing we've noticed uh, about all the brewers that we've met with and, and owners we've met with is the community of brewers in San Diego, North San Diego County. Uh, it's a real community of, of working together, taking care of each other. Has that been your experience uh, here from, yeah, it, and has it always I mean, been that since way? Since the beginning, yes. I mean, when we started there, like I said, a half a dozen breweries here yeah, in you, San Diego. You've and, seen all of it you know, as far as. 
our first brewer is Sean DeWitt, who's a partner with me today. He, he runs our uh, distribution. Um, he, he was a barista at my coffee shop. <laughs> so I was like, he's just fresh out of college. The economy was down. I'm like, hey, brother and I are thinking about doing this brewery. What do you think about being the brewer? He was a great, <laughs> he was a great manager, he was a That's great funny. barista. He's like, yeah, I'll try it. So, so we actually sent him up to La Jolla Brewing Company at the time. Um, during the day, he'd, he'd go to La Jolla Brewing Company, learn to brew for free, right. and then he'd come back and manage the coffee shop at night. So, <laughs> so but that, that's an uh, example of what, you know, what the community's like, and it's, it's always been that way. You know, Stone was just opening, we were bouncing stuff off of them, and then, then you have all your organizations like the California Craft Brewers Association, the Brewers Association, you, can, you get a lot of right. information from them. But, but the brewing community here in San Diego started with, you know, just a few breweries and it's, we've always helped each other. Yeah. And it's, it's incredible. I mean, the brewers, we, we run out of stuff. Other people run out of stuff we share. Yeah, right. yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty incredible. I, I mean, you guys sort of touched on this before we started, but you know, in, in the business world, you never really see that, that collaborative right. spirit like that, where yeah. it's, you know, every man for themselves. Um, but that's not at all the case, I, you know, I think maybe part of it you could attribute to the early days when it was a bunch of small guys, you know, scrounging for a piece of that pie that all the big guys had. And um, it's kind of that David and Goliath thing. And they just, you know, rather than trying to take on the giant alone, they took on the giant <laughs> together. And right. um, I think it just that spirit never went away. And, yeah, and so it's, it's just kind of ingrained in, in the industry now. And I mean, we, we have people <clears throat> do things for us that I wouldn't, I can't believe, you know, like yeah. we've had people loan us, you know, th you know, thousands of dollars worth of hops and just like, yeah, you know, just return it when you get yours in. <laughs> Tens of thousands. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Tens of thousands. Yeah. Yeah. Like with the, um, with the weekend buys, it was so successful that yeah. we ran out of uh, citrus uh -huh. and mosaic and we, you know, I'm calling halfway across the country, actually Allagash. Uh, offered up some, but uh -huh. it was shipping was too prohibitive. But, yeah, yeah but, Pizza Port ended up coming yeah, through. They placed an order for us. That's and, I mean, that's you know tens of thousand dollars on their books just to help us out. Like right, that. that's great to hear. Yeah, yeah. it's it's incredible. Yeah. And we awesome. have the San Diego Brewers Guild here that keeps all the brewers together as well. So mm -hmm. I'm on the board of that. But it's just a phenomenal organization mm -hmm. that you know we try to help everybody you know educationally. Right. Yeah, some just the number two of just collaborations. It seems like that's growing more and more. Like and now, it's in almost every brewery we go yeah, to. Yeah, I'm always excited. And, and I, I just that's such a cool thing, <laughs> yeah. and it's unique. And obviously, it's cool for you guys, but it, it's it's even better for us as as beer drinkers because we're the ones who benefit from that. And, and you know, everybody's that, bringing their egg in. Yeah, yeah. yeah but exactly, the fact that yes. you guys are working <laughs> together, you're producing up. more product as opposed to you know competing. And then you know, it's it's kind of like you said, where everybody just goes to one spot. This is something where you can kind of enjoy and. It's, it's really neat to see. Yeah. And, and you remember a year ago, I, I dragged you to a Shakespearean play yes. in Coronado. In Coronado. And, and we, we and were we having went, dinner and, and we saw one of our favorite North County brewers, Mark Purcell, yeah, Mark Purcell and, and drinking double IPAs in Coronado Brewing. In Coronado Brewing, <laughs> right. exactly, yeah. So. Because, oh, I, I love their double IPA. Yeah. This is where I come to have double IPA. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> nice. um, did you have another one about you? You good? All right. So basically, you know, one of our last questions here is just kind of what's next for Coronado Brewing. So, what are some of your future plans uh, for your beers, brewery, brand? You know, what's next? Boy, you want to start that oh. one? Ah, just staying on our toes and yeah. uh, staying relevant. Um, what do we have going next year? We have a lot of new. You know, the art series is um, 
going to be big again next year. I think we have three of those coming out three next year. Three next year, year yeah. yeah. Um, as far as plans, you know, we're not building anything new. We have our three locations, original Coronado here at the production facility and then Imperial Beach. So right now we're not looking to expand, expand not to say we won't in the right. future. But it sounds like experimentation's yeah. always part, of, part I mean, of the game. I think, you know, uh, we've seen a lot of success with Weekend Vibes and, and sort of the mentality I'm trying to instill in, in my team right now is like, let's not get comfortable. Like, yeah, keep you, pushing it. Just because Weekend Vibes is, is the hot, you know, IPA right now doesn't mean it is tomorrow. Exactly. So let's just figure out what's next and, and just keep on trying to, to find the next great beer. And, yeah. and so we're, we're really pushing down on the, we do all our innovation at the pub. Yeah. Uh, I've got a, a brewery down there, Bart, and he's he's awesome and just super passionate. You know, he's 25, so he's <laughs> he's, he's still he's like, like 25. I'm working at Corn Out of Brewing. That's pretty yeah. awesome. So, but the nice thing is so, when you have success yeah. like this, and that kind of gives you kind of that push too, or that that initiative to say, hey, what else can we do with this? Yeah. Which is kind of neat. You know? Right. Yeah, you, like I said, you got to keep keep an eye on what the market right. wants as well. The yeah. consumer wants, and uh, better for you is a big, huge new category kind of growing category. So that's kind of where we developed the Salty Crew with those guys over crew? there. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah Let's try that, that yeah. Salty Crew. And then we also have a new beer called the Sea King Light. No, we can try that too. A, I think we're doing everything backwards. Light. We started with a stout and we're going to end yeah, with a light that's beer. That's right. Yeah, downshifting. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy things happen with morning drinking. <laughs> How many people do you have on your brew team, Mark? Uh, there's five brewers, uh, six including myself, but then there's another six or seven packaging guys um yeah, yeah so oh and bart farms. would make six, a sixth brewer uh so yeah there's you know we yeah, there's we, about that's cool. 20 people on the brewing side you know, we have about 182 I, I was just going through it yesterday so 182 employees company-wide oh that's so so substantial yeah from where you started Yes. I'm, a, I'm yeah. just thinking when you mentioned the fact that where you started in 96 to see what, where you are to where it is now, because I mean, we, we were looking the other day and I mean, it was 160 plus breweries in San Diego. That's crazy considering, yeah. you know, it started with a couple, handful. That's pretty neat yeah. that, you, that you've kind of seen that whole spectrum. Yes. This salty crew is, fantastic. is really yeah, good. This is, yeah, this, this, is definitely, this is what a boat beer is. I need uh, to drink yeah. more like boat beer. Like I was beers. saying earlier, <laughs> I don't need I'd, a boat. I just I'd, need I'd, boat I'd, beer. Yeah. <laughs> I love, you know. Can easy, I stand on your boat and drink this? I don't need absolutely. to go anywhere. Yeah, this is, absolutely. This is great. We can go out on it. Uh, that that's good. And I bet this is, I bet this is a hard one to dial in correctly. I bet it's, it, it's it, not tolerant to any mistakes, a, is it? It wasn't a. We got it right on the first try, beer. That's for sure. Um, yeah, no. So this was. Uh, we kind of went through the same thing. We made a, kind of like the traditional blonde ale that you probably would have oh. found in you know the 90s the early 2000s right. and we decided it was too bitter and i think maybe that's just yeah, the way is, palettes have trended yeah um so we started kind of toying with dialing the bittering back and increasing mm -hmm. some of the later additions gets you know more like that floral aromatics out yeah. of it without having the, the lingering bitterness and i just when i designed this beer i tried to like put myself in the mindset of what would i drink when i was you know on the ocean on a boat yeah so and we developed this w along with the salty crew guys who are just a bunch of great guys yeah. surfer sailors fishermen and uh you know 
tried different beers. I think we had a light IPA. They want they wanted a beer that they could you know when they go out fishing at yeah. four o'clock in the morning at yeah. yes. five yeah. when it's time to crack your first beer in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted something they could and, and you're out of early bird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm just looking at four point yeah, five Early bird's a bait, yeah. bait I mean, dock is... <laughs> bird, and then get into the salty cruise. Well, this is now the can is telling me to put a lime in, and I am not putting a I, lime uh, in this beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah it kind no, of I'd rather have scurvy. We we wanted to think of this beer as kind of a blank slate yeah. like it, however you want to drink your beer this is a beer you can do that you can dress it up how you want or drink it yeah. no, you know, I, on its own it's it's i mean this is the pure definition of crushable beer as yeah far as to use that term I mean, you could drink see it in your guys eyes yeah. yeah this is yeah. great yeah we've lit up yeah like, so maybe great. there's something to drinking toward the light we yes, never yeah, we yeah, always yeah. drink toward the dark yeah, yeah that's very good yeah no, and then is, the seeking lights just it's a smaller you know What's the alcohol in that? Three, three eight. Three oh, eight wow. on the sinking so light. So, a lot yeah, of people are coming out with light beer. So, hundred hundred calories, five oh, grams so of carbs. So see, it hits a different different crew too. Right. Yeah, right. I'm gonna try that too. Super dry. Great flavor. Yeah, yeah. That was hard trying to figure out how to keep flavor in a beer that it finishes at uh, 0.5 gravity, which is like almost no residual sugar. Mm-hmm. So all the, you lose all the body in that yeah. process and. So uh, I'm excited to see that for a long time. Carl Strauss had their their endless summer light beer, uh-huh. and that was the only one you could find. Yeah, that was probably 10, 15 years ago. That was the only one enough. you could find that was light and had flavor and body uh-huh. to it. So says, I mean, again, for something that light and that low, the, the flavor and the taste is fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. This is what all the, the oh, kids yeah. that are drinking really White Claw, they need to come find this. I will, my son's in college and I tease him all the time about White Claws. I'm gonna tell him I found you guys beer that you guys can drink right now. Throw in the Natty Light and let's grab this delicious. and let's start going this route. All right. Well, I had a hard time picking between the yeah, uh, Seeking Light and Salty uh, Crew. They're yeah, both I, fantastic. I think they're both really Grab good. Grab Beach. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> probably will. So. That's yep. very good. I think I found yeah. a kegerator beer for the summer. Oh, I agree. I think both of them, either one of them would be great. Well, my doctor would prefer me to get the light one, yeah. but uh, I think either one. He so only, you, get, you get he only one, gets you a little get, You get one, I'll get the other one, and we'll just trade. We we'll switch houses every day. So. There you go. All right, well, thank you. Hey, thanks, Rick guys. and Mark, thank thanks for, for hosting us, uh, sharing some beers and stories with us. We've had a great time. Folks, if you haven't come out to Coronado Brewing, you're missing out. Yeah. Come on out. And, Any of the three locations. And they got great food, too. Yes, we didn't even talk about eating. the food. The restaurants are fantastic. Come you want to talk too. about what you're doing with the food? Because uh, it's really good. Yeah, we'd, yeah we'd, <laughs> we'd, we've started, you know, when we started in 96, like I said, my brother and I neither were uh, brewers or restaurateurs. So we kind of have developed it, kind of looked at what, what people like and that's how that's how we've always modified our menus you know it's like we do you know product mix and see what people are buying and look at what's going on out in the market so we've always just adapted to what the consumer wants and i think we've done a pretty good job Um, each one of our locations has different menus um, unique to how you know what our kitchens can do so you know coronado originally had the wood-fired pizzas still does and we the the brewers still use the wood-fired oven to do some of their you know toasted coconut oil or what yeah, else have you yeah. toasted? You've toasted all kinds of different uh, things. Macadamia nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, That's pretty funny. What else did we do? Um, Are they what use was that, the, that uh, the nut brown that had something? Um, Ooh, nut brown. Coconut. Talking my language, yeah. nut yeah. brown. <laughs> pumpkins, we've done pumpkins. Yeah, we yeah. did the roast. When we were doing pumpkin beers, uh-huh. we roasted the pumpkins in the wood-fired pizza oven. That's but cool. Yeah, on the food side, we just... 
we continue to innovate, you know, like we talked about earlier, we're a family business. Mm -hmm. um, my nephew's the chef over and he oversees all the restaurants. Um, so he kind of creates the menus. Um, okay, here cool. at the production facility, we have incredible pizzas, paninis, salads, um, and the best, the best pretzel, I think, I've oh, yeah. anywhere. <laughs> pretzels. And, and we make all the sauces on the side, you know, the, the mustards and the all cheese right. sauce dip. It's obvious yeah. you take great care and consideration yeah. in your, your brew staff, and starting with Mark and, and also with your, your chef and, and what they're doing. So yeah, thank you. Uh, once again, Rick, Mark, thank you yeah, for thank having you. us. Thank We've had you. a wonderful time hearing your story, drinking your beer, and enjoying ourselves at Coronado Brewing. Hey, uh, but that's cheers, a wrap. Cheers to I Like Beer because we appreciate all you guys doing <laughs> hey, as thank well. You guys. Thank, thank you very much. Cheers, thank you. All right. And that's cheers. it, cheers. folks. Right. Cheers. Cheers. We got to run. <laughs>